So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Congratulations to the following brokers. Ameritime Realty, Dunes Properties, Impact Real Estate, Long and Foster. Yeah, that's a big one. 11,000 agents. Plum Tree Realty, Real Estate Professionals, Realty Ohio, Remax Advantage, Remax Essential, and Agent Strong all have taken action and negotiated steep discounts on Rebus University's award-winning courses for all of their agents. And if you're an agent at one of these companies I just mentioned, and you're not on Rebus University learning from the best in the universe on how to close more deals and make more commissions, you need to go there now. Go to rebusuniversity.com and see the smoke and discount that your company has negotiated for you. If you want unpublished pricing for all of your agents like these brokers have done, Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams or simply pick up the phone and text or call Catherine Brower at 843-749-9900. And now for the review of the day. All right. Got five stars from uh, entitled honest feedback from Todd Coat. Dude has killer content. Website can be a difficult to navigate between email updates and the toolbox, but if you love to learn, you'll find a way. Truly inspiring podcast show. Todd, cool app. Thanks for the feedback, Todd. I eat it for breakfast, brother, and I will um, look at that website and try to figure out uh, some better ways to navigate. Todd, cool app. Five stars. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a super a returning guest, one of my favorite, got Honoree Corridor on the line, and she has been on twice before, and it's funny how you know things change and how perspectives change and how basically things that we talk about change, and she's got some exciting stuff to go over that's really going to help you develop your business, help you make a lot more money, sell a lot more houses, and uh, our topic today is business dating for real estate agents. And uh, she wrote a book on it. And we're going to dive deep into that and uh, talk about all good things, business dating, and making more money in real estate. So without further ado, Honor A, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars. Hi, I'm so glad to be with you. 
Good to have you. Why don't you give everybody a little rundown in case they didn't hear your other episodes or they don't know who you are. Now, you've, she's right. written like 25 books, guys, probably 50. So you should know this woman. Well, uh, maybe. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> maybe. Um, so I write books. I have almost 50 books. I have book series. I have the Successful Single Mom book series. I have um, the Prosperous Writer book series. And I'm Hal Elrod's business partner in the Miracle Morning book series. I basically run business for Hal and work with a co-author. So we've been on, I've been on before talking about the Miracle Morning for real estate agents. And also as a longtime business and executive coach, we've talked about turning your vision into reality. So this time we're going to talk about business dating, which is how I correlate personal relationship dating with developing business relationships and how you can avoid the mistakes that a lot of professionals make and totally crush it and sell more houses. Yeah, totally crush it. Love it. Yeah. Totally crush it. Well, cool. All right. Well, let's talk about it. Business dating for real estate agents. Yeah. Where do we start with this? Like, where do, where do we start? Um, we start with what business dating is. Business dating is your method for developing relationships. So when you first meet someone, um, mm -hmm. let's talk about a love interest, Pat. So when okay. you were dating, I would imagine that you're ha a happily married person at this point, right? Yeah, 20, 25 years. But like, yeah. I, I still have good memory, though. So let's go back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go, go back, back to a 20, time. 26 years ago. Or no, I should yes. say that because we dated seven years. But, but anyways, let's go back. To oh, okay. High school well, we and won't talk about college. that. Yeah. Your your closing. We won't talk about your slow close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call you out on that. Okay, so let's talk about if you had met your wife and the mm. very first time you met her, you said something like, "Hi, it's nice to meet you. Would you please take off your pants?" Whoa. <laughs> Knowing knowing her as you do, what I, I am a high D, but uh, no, that didn't yeah. happen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> because you intuitively know what that you have to do what before flat. someone's going to take yeah, off yeah, their the, pants. It's a slow process, right? It's a slow process. Yet and yet, in really in business relationships, many times you've been there, I've been there. People have said, "Hi, it's so nice to meet you. I this is what I sell." This is what I have to offer. Would you like to buy some right now? And how would you like to pay? And then at the end, they ask you for the five people you'd like to recommend to them to buy your product or service. Right, yeah. And you're thinking, what the? Too soon. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it happens yeah. with, you know, with life insurance mainly, you know, and that's, where they, they, that's how they train them at New York Life or whatever. Take you out that's the right. coffee, talk to you for half an that's hour. That's right. And then yes. don't leave without getting five names. Yes. And yet, I don't know if you are the best agent in the world or you are a serial killer. We don't know. So somewhere <laughs> right. between this is amazing and I'm still going to know you, be your customer or your client, and be referring business to you in 25 to 30 years, or I'll see you on the news <laughs> in handcuffs. We don't know yet. It takes time to... Figure that out. Mm. When I realized that I was, so I was single for a time in Las Vegas and I experienced bad dating in Las Whoa. Vegas. <laughs> yes. And so we won't dive into some of those errors necessarily, <laughs> 
But what we can I guess, wanted, right? We can guess. Yeah. We can absolutely guess that there was some there were some pant removal requests a little early in the relationship. Right. And I noticed that I mean, who could blame them, right? I'm you know, I'm not horrible to look at. So but at the end of the day, most people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And I talk about the trust bridge, which is what you have to cross in order to get to all the good stuff, personally or professionally. Okay, when the you meet trust someone, bridge, right. Okay, the trust yeah. bridge is yeah. X amount of dates, right? Or, or X amount yes. of courtship. Everybody's got their yes. different Touches. time frame. Right. Touches, yeah. yes. Well, everyone has a different time frame and everybody has a different number of touches. So, for example, you have to factor in how many, how much money is someone going to spend and what's their level of commitment. It's going to take longer or more touches the more they have to invest time, money, energy, and effort. When you meet someone, consider yourself on the non-monetary, non-friend, non-referral side of the trust bridge. And you have to get to the other side before you have earned the right to ask, make any type of ask whatsoever. Yes, this is good. This is good stuff. And then, and then, so you're, you're, you're going to teach us like what to fill that trust bridge. Yeah. With, yeah. right. I mean, yeah, but let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the, where people are coming from. So mm -hmm. if there's not a lot of money, involved and not a lot of time you can be what i call a one and doneer and some people are one and doneers no matter what they go they see a house they go that's it i'll take it all cash seven day close my house yeah right how often yeah. does how often does that happen that's your tinder date you know <laughs> right like that's your that's your yes. one and done yeah yes. i mean i like yes. the analogy we might as well stick with it you know i mean yeah 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 but i'm saying in real life how often does that happen how often does very, very not very often once a, not twice very a, often twice a year so, so when it happens when it happens you go yes <laughs> i'll right, take you're it like, right. and you're not expecting it and you're not expecting it every time so most people are not one and doneers most people have a number of times and here's something to keep in mind pat how many times did you have to know me before you liked me do you know how many times did we have to to connect with each other. Do you know what your number is? Your number of times? You know, I don't know. I mean, you've been, this I'm is not putting you time. on the spot. It's a you real question, this, right? It's uh, a real question. Yeah, this is your third show. I mean, I, I, and I think we've talked a couple of times out there and, and I, for me, okay, it only takes one time. I'm a, I, I, you're a one and dinner. I have a, yeah, I'm a, I, I have a huge <laughs> level. Of, I have a huge level of trust. Like I, I trust people that I shouldn't trust. Awesome. Um, but I think most people to answer your question would be, you know, um, at least a couple of times, three or four times, yeah. you know, it's always amazing to me actually where agents are able to go out and list houses on the first meeting. Um, but no. I think that, I think that's hard to do without, you know, a referral of somebody or without them seeing yep. you all over on television and, and on billboards and, and heard about you and saw your sold signs. I think those are all touches so that they feel like they trust you. I think um, right. the reviews online are, are touches where they feel like they trust you. But coming right. in cold, if they've never seen any online reviews, they've never seen any yeah. commercials with you, on. they've never seen any of your sold signs, unlikely they're just going to sign the listing paperwork with you, right? 
right? Correct. Correct. So no, so you don't know your number of times you're guessing I'm a one and done with some things, maybe with other things, maybe with a financial advisor or someone who's going to list or sell your home. Maybe not you because that's your industry, but something else that's a high financial commitment, a, a large emotional commitment. You might have to be exposed to them a few times before you let down your yeah. card and you cross the trust bridge. Yeah. So yeah. most people, here's the thing, most people don't know their own number of times, so how could you possibly know other people's number of times? That's, that's a good point, right? And this is setting the expectation that you don't know the number of times, and so before I can tell you what to do to fill the time, I want to set an expectation. When I'm developing a relationship with someone, I'm in the relationship until, and there are four untils. Are you ready? Yes. Write this down, These guys. Okay, so it's until they die. I'm going to follow up with them until they die. So that's pr that's pretty yeah, that's, that's pretty over. Huh? That's commitment. Yes, they're done. Okay, well, they're they're over. They, they send you a cease and desist letter. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz. Okay. Yep. Um. They um. Wait. Let's see. It's been a minute. They die. Bye, they desist. go. Oh, they go out of How business. Buy from you. Out of business. Well, that's the last one. Go out one. of business? Okay. They, they go out of business, so you're like, okay, or they move, or they're, if, as for real estate agents, they're no they longer in Australia your, they're no longer in your circle of influence. However, my real estate agent from Hawaii still calls me two times a year, and I've sent him several deals Bless him. Yeah. years, because yeah. he calls me every year on my birthday, and then at least one other time, just to say hello. That's really amazing. amazing touching right there, business dating. And so they die, they go out of business or leave your area, they send you a cease and desist letter. So in other words, like, stop stop harassing me, I don't like you, you're not my people, right? <laughs> or, or they buy or refer you because that means you're on the other side of the trust bridge or you're getting pretty darn close. And on the other side of that bridge is where you've gone from, I don't know you, I don't like you, I don't trust you, and I'm not giving you my money to the other level, to the fourth level of permission. So I just described the first level, which is no, 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 and no, right? Level four permission is like if you get hit by a bus and they take you to the hospital, you're like, you can take care of me, you can operate on me, you can drug me, and you can bill me. <laughs> Please. Because right, you're desperate you at have, that point, right? I don't care, you right? Have but you have ultimate permission at that point. You do. Right? That's yeah. level four permission. That's please do everything according to what you think is best for me. I, I don't have time to second guess. Yeah. Correct. But also, too, the people in your life that you implicitly trust, you just say, look, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm paying you. And I trust that you're going to make the right decision for me as though you were spending my money, as though it were your time and effort and your money and your energy. So you want to get to the other side of the bridge with level four permission in your pocket and that's where the money is that's where the relationship is that's where the trust is and that's where the referrals come from and when you get to the other side of the bridge then you have somebody's american express card on file and they have they have given you permission to charge them as you see fit As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, 
open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So, so what, so what should agents do? Yeah. So what should agents do, right? They're thinking to myself, okay, you know, so like some, some companies or, or teams will recommend, you know, 33 touches in a year. Some will recommend, you know, X amount of, of calls a year. Uh, some, some will do 12 a year, one a month. You know, I, I guess you err on the side of too many. You err on the side of, I actually care about you. And I'm going to treat you and talk to you like a person. I'm going to be interested in you. And you know, my husband's name is Byron. You wouldn't believe the number of people that call me Honoree or even Anne-Marie and call my husband Brian. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, Anne-Marie and, like, those are our, like, code names. Like, oh, it's Anne-Marie and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our hotel names, right? When we check now, you know what it's like being a foreigner yes. with an Indian name or some name like yes. that. Yes, exactly, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so we, so know their name, know their kids' names, know their interests. Just be genuinely curious. Let's put it in a in a way that I think most of your particular audience can understand. You're asking people to decide where they're going to live, where they're making their home, or where they're investing their money to help other people have their home. Our homes are incredibly personal. It's where we spend our time. It's where we let our guards down. It's an emotional decision. It's a large financial decision for most people. It's an important decision. And that cannot be rushed. And in order for someone to feel comfortable, they have to feel comfortable with you. They have to know that you're listening. When we moved to Austin, we, I reached out to an agency and I said, I want to live close to downtown. I want to live in a good school system. I want to, blah, 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 blah. and I gave the list. And the first thing we did when they picked us up at the hotel, so we came to Austin on a house hunting mission. The first thing we did was wave goodbye to downtown. I'm looking out the, the back window going, but that, that's downtown. Where are we going? And they're like, oh, we're going to go to Lakeway where our offices are, which was 45 minutes away. So I knew immediately that they thought I was Anne Marie and he was Brian and that they had <laughs> any, any freaking thing that I had said. <laughs> and I immediately changed agents because I had spent time to get on the phone to find someone who I thought was listening, who was asking good questions. And sometimes I drive past that office. And what I realized was they were only trying to sell me. They were like, you'll love this neighborhood. And sometimes I drive past the first neighborhood that they took me to, and, it, and I can see downtown through binoculars. <laughs> like, there it is. Well, some people yeah. just have wax in their ears, you know, or they just, they just, they just have, right. they're just not listening or put blinders yeah. on. It's the same thing with yeah. dating, right? If we go to that analogy yeah. again, they're just, yeah. right? They're like, they don't pick up on social cues, like your dates in All Vegas. Right where they went from yeah. zero to hero in one drink, right? And then, That's right, yes. You know, you know, they just don't pick up on social cues of, hey, you know, what the heck? 
How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so the number isn't, I think if you, the number is 33, that could be too many. And mm -hmm. for some people, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. It's you using common sense and good judgment and reaching out to someone and asking the question, hey, so we talked about these things. I, I'll look up some things. I'll follow up with you early next week. Does that make sense? Does that sound good? Does that work for you? Is there a day better than others? What should about asking? Time? What do you think yeah. people would say, how should I follow up with you? I think that's fantastic. You do? I okay. think that's fantastic because I hate Facebook Messenger. Hate it. Don't use it. You hate it. Why? I don't like it. Why? I think it's become a spam and I get a lot of people asking for free advice through Facebook Messenger. So I avoid it at all costs. You're easy. That's because you're easy to find, right? I'm easy to find, apparently. So oh, not easy to remember my name. But, uh, right, correct. Mm -hmm. But I get people who say, I want this, I want that, and they're shameless in their ass. So I'm not a big fan of Facebook Messenger. That's just me. What's interesting is sometimes I'll say to someone, please send me an email or send my assistant an email and you can get on my calendar. And they'll say, oh, no, I don't use email. I only use Facebook Messenger. And I'm like, well, you want something for me. So you should probably communicate to me in a way that works for me because I'm the customer, right? Yeah. If you want something for me, if you said to me, Honoré, the only way I ever want to communicate with you is Facebook Messenger, I would go, okay, Pat, you're my customer, then I guess that's how <laughs> I'm going to communicate with you. Thank you, may I have another? And that's, that. you know, a lot of people now, especially a lot of my good friends, will have on their voicemail. If this, if you ever want to talk to me, don't leave a voicemail. Send me a text message. Oh, I get, or I get for a faster response, just send a text message because people can respond to text messages at a time that's convenient for them, whereas the phone has to be convenient for both people. This, again, is using your common sense and, and good judgment and asking the customer, what's the best way for me to reach out to you? Yeah, give the people often, what they want, yeah. Yes. How often would you like to hear from me? How often would you like to receive new homes that go on the market or comps so that you know when to list your home? What's your level of urgency? If I haven't heard from you in how many days or weeks should I follow up with you? If I don't hear back from you, I'm going to follow up with you again. Is that okay? Not to be a pest, but to stay on top of it. Because if you listen or look at any sales statistics, most buyers buy after the seventh contact most salespeople, real estate or otherwise don't follow up beyond the first connection we live in a world where we're too busy dancing around trying not to overstep some people right unless we're new york life salespeople. Whoa. but we'll say well if he really wanted to ask me out he'd call me and he's thinking i couldn't really tell if she liked me or not i'll wait and see if she like shoots me a text or likes a facebook post and so we're this far apart from each other and nobody's making a love connection. Mm. So sometimes you just have to pick up the phone and say, I was thinking about you because everyone says, well, Honoré, I can't because I do some sales training for a direct sales company and it's all women. And they're like, well, Honoré, but if, if my friend wanted to join my business, they would ask me. But the friend is thinking if she wanted me to join her business, she would ask me. At some point, somebody has to pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and text or send an email or make the ask in some way. Your job as the salesperson is to own the relationship. Your job as the service provider is to own the relationship. And you don't have to have a reason for calling other than, 
I was thumbing through my phone. I saw an email that w that didn't get responded to. Just wanted to reach out and say hello. I was thinking about you. How are you? That's reason enough. You don't have to have an agenda. And when you take the agenda out of it and you put the, I care about you, I'm developing a 25 or 30 year relationship with you that could involve multiple listings and sales and referrals and dinners and wine tastings and all sorts of wonderful things. Then you're not so like, I have to make the sale. I have to make the sale. I have to close this relationship right now. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and I I like how you put it to long term because it's like getting married, right? When you when you get married, <laughs> you know, you're it's not like okay, I got paid a commission and and I went to settlement and uh, <laughs> and we're now, done. I can, I'm out. now I can just be a jerk, right? You know, yeah. you got to stay romantic yeah. or you right. end up divorced, and it's Correct. the same thing. You got to stay romantic and be a customer for awesome. life or be an agent for life, like your guy in Hawaii. Or, or they'll just use somebody else. Correct. And now a word about Rebus University, the future of real estate training from Buddy Blake of Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey, Pat, this is Buddy Blake with Remax Essential. Uh, it's been a little while since we talked, but I wanted to call you and thank you and your team at uh, Rebus University. We did the Listing Agent University and Listing Specialist course. I did it myself months ago, and I will tell you that that was one of the most informative systems I've ever done. It is meat and potato stuff versus the theoretical bullcrap that you see people say and do and certainly you go to all these conventions and people show you all these whiz bang new ideas this was real in the trenches stuff and uh, i use it myself and you may not even know it but we use it for my team i have a team of about 10 and before i allow buyer agents to take on new listings and become listing agents per se be able to do listings they are required to go through this course also We've expanded it out. I have five Remax offices, and we've got over 100 agents in our company, and a good percentage of them are now taking this course as a training program, especially new agents that we onboard that are brand new into our system. We require them before they can go on their first listing appointment to take and pass this entire course. Uh, it is the best thing that's out there right now. If you're interested in your agents having a better close ratio than any other agent competing in your market, go to hybendigital.com backslash teams to get group pricing. Get every one of your agents certified like Buddy Blake does. And, and agents are a dime a dozen. You can throw a stone and hit an agent, right? Yeah. Lots of people in real estate. So separating yourself as, a, as someone who does it as your career as opposed to a hobbyist is important. And then separating yourself as someone who actually cares and is not just in it for the commission check that you get one time, but helping your customer make the best decision for them and their family and their finances and their future will bring you a lifetime of business. People will be out the door wanting to do business with you. And then you don't have to be out going, 
I'm an agent, I'm an agent, I'm an agent. And like giving people your business cards so they can throw it in the trash for you, right? Like handing out business cards to people is like saying, hi, would you throw this away for me? Yeah. <laughs> Just stay home and put them in the trash. It's and- sad, but true, right? It's yeah. so sad, but true. Yeah. yeah. And then they, people get yeah. these metal business cards or giant plastic ones and yeah. you know, throwing those away too. I mean, now, gosh, I, I have more of a need for a clear desk now than ever before, you know? Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so so what are some like mistakes uh, that agents are making in business dating uh, that's causing divorce, right? That's causing them to lose the listing or lose um, the customer to another agent. Um, we've talked about a lot of them asking too soon, not asking enough, right? Not following up, assuming that the customer is going to be the catalyst, not making sure that they're meeting the needs of their customer, determining what the needs are, and really listening to what it is that they need, where they want to live, what their lifestyle is like, um, not saying their name correctly or getting their name wrong. Um, How important is that? Oh, you know, so in my, you know, in my podcast sheet, I have how to pronounce honore and yeah. the number of people who call me honore or honore or something like that. It, it doesn't sound right to me. I know, but, but, but <laughs> so you know, cause here's it's not thing. good. I'm, I'm, I'm great with faces, but I'm bad with yeah. names. And, uh, so ask. especially ask. if it's a foreign name, you know what I mean? If, it, if, yes. if you name Julie and I visualize my friend Bob's a wife whose name is Julie. Okay, her name's yeah. Julie, just like Bob's wife, Julie. I can I can remember yeah. it if I go through that exercise. But yeah. uh, when it comes to you know Katarsh or or Oludawe, I'm like I yeah. just, I just you know you're doing I'm fine. You just remember like, those. What two. is his name again? Yeah. Well, part of that is asking. So my name is funny. It's French. It's very old French. It's like Hildegard in this country. Super <laughs> old. And so if you call me Hildegard ever, I'll get it. Um, (laughs) But it's asking people, why do you have a funny name? Right? Why do you have a foreign name? Where did that name come from? And be be genuinely interested. Mm. When I meet someone who's a foreigner and they're like, oh, my name is Jim. (laughs) I'm like, okay, where are you from? Yeah, right. What's the old country and what's your real name? I want to know. I want to know how to spell it. What does it mean in their language? What's the, you know, how did they decide on Jim? Is that the, you know, is, is that the, you know, Julio or whatever? Like, you know, what's the, what's the translation? Like, how did you come upon that? And why did you give up your name that you were given to take on an American name? Mm. Probably because most Americans only speak English, right? So there's that just to make it easier. Be genuinely curious about someone and you won't necessarily forget their name. I am not at all embarrassed and I just will pull out my bullet journal and say, okay, I need, I got to write this down. (laughs) I give me a bullet card. I want to see it. I'm sure if you have a name like yours, you respect a lot more the person if they do take the time to memorize it and say it right because other agents are not or other people that they just meet other sales people that they'll meet will not just because it's difficult yeah use everybody's name when you're in the grocery store thank the cashier by name you know how you know their name because there weren't a name tag (laughs) it's not hard 
it's not hard. But when you've been to that grocery store for six years in a row, like I've been to mine, I know all of those people, but then they'll say, Oh, thank you, Mrs. Quarter. And then after a while, I'm like, you better, you better call me by my first name. Like, we can't keep this. My cat is Mr. Pickles. We still don't call him Sylvester because we just haven't broken through his number of times yet. <laughs> for most people, for most people, you can break through. And I saw some meme on Facebook that it, there were the things that we're supposed to do in life today, just gracious etiquette, you know, let someone go in front of you in line, open the door. And another one is ask people to call them by their first name. And then find out what it is and remember it next time. It's very interesting. I go to this restaurant here in Austin and the valet guys know me by name and they take really good care of me. And part of that is because I lived in Vegas. And so whenever I go somewhere, I always give the valet guys 20 bucks. Most people don't know that the way to the heart of any valet anywhere, whether it's free or not, is through um, a $20 bill. They will keep your car right there. They will make sure your car doesn't have any dents. And yesterday, the valley was closing down before I was, and they brought my car to me. They said, oh, we parked it close. It's right out front. Here are your keys. We'll see you next time. And everybody in the restaurant was like, wow, who are you? And I was like, I'm just a person with a bunch of 20s in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but talk. I know the valet guys. I know the valet guys now because I've been there a number of times. I know what they're, I know they're in, one's in cooking school and one wants to be a writer. And they're working as valets so that they can pursue their crafts outside of work. I know that about them because I care. And I'm not a real estate agent or in network marketing anymore. I just do it as a habit. And when you start to do that, you take the, I don't know you, I don't like you, I don't trust you, you're not getting nothing, to I brought your car up to the front and parked it right in the front for you. So when you leave, you don't even have to walk the 27 feet to where it was before. And that's the same in real estate. If you want someone, when so, I met someone on the slopes in... Whereas I was in Utah, I was skiing and I was in the lodge because I don't exist under 75 degree weather. So my rotary club had gone on the ski trip and I'm in the ski lodge drinking my hot beverage and I start chatting with this couple and they were like, yeah, it's too cold. We're thinking of moving to Hawaii. And I was like, oh, well, are you serious? And I legitimately referred them to my realtor in Hawaii. Oh my gosh. And they bought a home from him in what? Hawaii. Yeah. So I was out of town on a ski trip having a conversation, but because my agent, Keahi Palayo, formerly of Remax. There you go, and you said that very well, by the way. Um, yes, he, well, Keahi Palayo, he's Hawaiian. He's delightful. Um, but he, sold, he helped me buy my condo, and when I was going through my divorce, he helped me sell my condo one day, full price, seven-day close, or <laughs> 30-day close back then. Um, has stayed in touch with me twice a year. And um, so I want to send him business. I'm dying for someone to say, I want to buy or sell a home in Hawaii because I will happily refer them to one of the most professional agents that I know. And when his daughter came to Texas to go to college, I never ended up having to meet her. But when he said, oh, my daughter is going to go to college in, in San Antonio, I said, well, I'm 90 minutes from San Antonio and you're 97 hours from San Antonio in Hawaii. If she ever needs anything, you can call me 24 seven, 365 and I will go and be there with her until you can get there. If it's ever needed, that's the type of relationship that can be developed. Or 
you can be the person who shows some houses, the person doesn't buy anything because they have reasons they're not talking about or reasons they're talking about, but they could be ready in three months or six months or six years. And do you want them to call you? Because that's going to be the easiest money you ever make. The following up, right? Lifting the very heavy object of your phone and making the call is really the heavy lifting. Developing the relationship and having them say, okay, I'm ready to buy. I've got 1.2 million. Let's, let's get her done. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Seriously. Or 275 or 150, right. whatever it is. Right? It doesn't matter. It's the same paperwork. I, you know, when I was working with real estate agents, I would always say, like, seven figure homes of the same amount of paperwork as six figure homes. Just saying. <laughs> so, agents, I, I saw some agents the other day on a, a real estate agent forum arguing about that. And the one guy was like, you know, the guy was like somewhere, you know, in the Midwest. And he was like, he was like, you guys don't do any more work than, than, than I do. You charge, you know, you, you get $50,000 commissions and I get $500 commissions and we work harder than you. And, and then, and then the rich agent, for lack of a better way to put it, the, the yeah. Beverly Hills agent was like, no, we do brochures and we do aerial shots and we do this and we do that. And, we think, and the guy's like, that's all BS. All that added up is $700. And they were fighting. And I was like, oh my God, this is entertaining. It's entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Well, everyone picks their market. But having said that, it you when someone's ready to buy, if they know you like you and trust you, they won't entertain using anyone else. My husband's business partner is a 25-year agent in Nashville, and when we buy a house, we're buying it from him. And I had breakfast yesterday with Jay Papazan, a very famous name in the world of real estate. Indeed. And Jay said, I know, right? I know a few uh, agents I can recommend solid agents in Nashville. And I said, no, I'm good. Thank you so much. I have my agent. I appreciate it. And I've had lots of other people. You get... <laughs> You bet, and 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 we'll see if we can get him one for sure. Because I would happily refer business to him as well. We have that kind of a relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. At the end of the day, it's funny because I just read this great book, and I'm going to look up the title so that I get it correct. It is by Joey Coleman, who I met a few years ago. I know Joey. Never lose a customer again. Mm -hmm. yep. The audio book is eight million hours long. It was super long. <laughs> um, so it's like eight to 13 hours or so. I listened to it on double time and triple time, but I didn't want to miss a word. It's really good. And it's funny because we have some friends in common that are mentioned in the book, like John Rulin, who wrote the book Giftology, who's a friend and yeah, client of mine. Too, yeah. And yep. And, um, you know, people, people help each other. That's the moral of this story. I said to John, I said, of course, all the cool kids help the other cool kids, right? You get mentioned in his book because you're one of the cool kids and he's one of the cool kids. And John just kind of laughed, but it's really true. At the end of the day, you, you help your friends before you help a non-friend. You're looking for ways to help your friend. You're listening for ways to help your friend. So to go from, I don't know you, I don't like you, and I don't trust you across you gotta become a cool kid. You can't become a cool kid overnight. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta work your way into it. No, it's everything is a twenty-five year overnight success. <laughs> right, right. Slowly, 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 suddenly. Yes, and I think the last, the last thing I think it's important to to mention is that giving first is really important. 
that if you're giving first, if if there is a way that I can add value to you, then I will do it if I possibly can. If you are in that state of mind where you're asking questions and you're trying to discover a way to help someone, so um, what what's the one thing you need next most is a question that I ask. What's keeping you up at night? What's a problem I can help you solve? Is there anything you need right now? Is there anything I can do for you right now? Not with an agenda, like, okay, so I'm going to plant this seed. I'm keeping track. I bought your coffee, so next time you have to buy my coffee, I'm keeping track in my little ledger. It's, I can help you, so I will. It's good karma, if nothing else. So think from the perspective of long term. You don't know how long it's going to take you to to cross the trust bridge, how many times you're going to have to touch someone. So we didn't talk about what the touches are, but their phone calls, their newsletters, their personal handwritten thank you notes. They are small gifts, surprises. Here's a link to a podcast you should listen to, right? Oh, you're a real estate agent? I have a podcast you should listen to, right? That's me giving, right? So so, that's what I'm saying is like, the real estate rock stars. Of course, every real estate one agent wants to be a rock star. Duh. So here's your podcast you should listen to in your mobile university mm. while you're showing houses. And then somewhere along the way, you'll see someone's face change when they greet you. They'll go, they'll go from, hi, nice to meet you, to hi, nice to meet you. Right? They go in for the hug. They feel comfortable with you. They say, this is my friend now. Oh, and, oh, and they're my agent. They're my friend. It's it's a totally different level of, of of relationship and a totally different level of permission. Wow, this is awesome. Well, listen, Honore, this has been incredible. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day and uh, best of luck to you. And if I'm ever in Austin, Texas, I will look you up and uh, we can break some bread. Do it. Let's do it. I'll look forward to it. Thanks for having me again, Pat. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.